Jesus, you family. I'm sit down and enjoy my tea. Uh, he said the podcast is like your family. Your brother. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Fit the Description, a Black Men's podcast where various Black men come together to talk about life, society, entertainment, culture, news and whatever else we want to talk about from various Black men's perspectives. I'm your host, G, and today we got Adam. Yo. And we'll probably get more people coming in at a later time. We'll see what happens. Now, with that being said, make sure on your way in to like and subscribe, share, help us follow, help us grow this brand, help us grow this channel. Make sure to check out our clip channel, fit the description, or at Fit the Description Podcast on YouTube where you could get two clips a week and one Saturday shorts. And I do want to address that real quick. I know we have been missing on the shorts. There's reasons for that. But by the time this podcast has came out, we have just got back the shorts. So you will be seeing shorts return again. And we should be good to the end of this year. We'll see how long we can keep this going. But the goal is, is to have at least all these shorts keep coming to the end of this year. So, again, you're going to get two clips a week and one Saturday short. So, make sure to check that out. Also, you can check us out on various different podcast platforms. All additional links will be down below. And beyond that, let's go ahead and get started with the podcast. Oh, shoot. Look who just came in right before we started. What else? Keys. There we go. You there? Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? You sound all depressed. Trying to get this done. All right, let's get going. All right, Adam, I'm going to start off with you because we were talking about this on, on the podcast and you were talking about homelessness and your feelings on it. I wanted you to go ahead and start and, and you know, go ahead and tell us your feelings on homelessness because I, I know you had some stuff to say about it. I'm tired of them asking for my money. I don't hear it. I don't get a tooth. That's only if you have some type of mental issue do I somewhat care. And the reason I say that is because when I was 25, I think it was, I was, um, my car broke down, right? And I had to catch the train from Oceanside to Lancaster, basically. And uh, at that time, that day, apparently the trains stopped running early because there was no construction on the tracks. So I had to spend the whole night overnight, basically at 6 a.m. in the morning, getting on the train. So I went through a small adventure while I was waiting on the stoops of the church for the train tracks to open. At, during that period of time, I had ran into some individuals who were homeless. But they weren't homeless. They chose not to live at any other place. Thus, they were homeless, but they weren't broke. So they paid for me to get a ticket because they they said, basically, they were saying, well, you think my money isn't good enough? You can't go get a ticket with my money? And I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go buy a ticket then. That's free. That's, I don't have to spend my money. So during that whole little thing, that's when I learned that people are homeless because they choose not to actually own a home 
then you have people that are homeless because of you know choices or because of mental conditions. So not everyone is falls under that umbrella of just saying they're homeless because that's a broad category. Okay. Well, I guess and my question is, oh, my go ahead. I'm glad that you were done. Oh no, no, I am done. I was just saying there's there's more to it, but it's mainly that. Okay. So my question is, is um, and this is my main question to you. Um, what do you think should be done about the problem? I know this was a big problem that we were talking about last time. So what do you think should be done about it? I I believe that when it comes to those who are homeless, not by choice, but because of the system and, and their mental capacity, um, then you know we should help them, or they should get more help, you know. But for those who are homeless because they want to do drugs, they want to be homeless, you know, like, um, I don't want to say who, but let's just say some family member that I know chooses to be homeless because they won't, they, they don't want to go by the rules of society. That's basically why they want to, no, they want to be homeless, that particular family member. And let them, you know. There's no help. There's no offering. This is your personal choice. Just like my my personal choice is to not be broke and live in squalor. You go take a shower. So, but if you want to be broke, if you want to, if you want to be homeless, that's okay. Don't come asking me for money. You know, and I hate that too when they sit there with those signs and, and like you know whatever helps and this and that. I see those Nike shoes you got on that look clean as. You ain't homeless. You just lazy. You are not about to get whatever little things I got in my car or a dollar for my wife because I'm going to keep that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so I have a lot of a lot of intel about that, but kind of sort of. So yeah, you do have homeless people that are homeless by choice. That's as a lot of times it's younger people. Um, their mom, you know, I, I went in Hollywood where there was like literally just literally like homeless kids that like hang around Hollywood because they just don't want to go home and deal with whatever rules that they have to deal with at home. That becomes a that becomes an issue. But sometimes it's deeper than that. Um I met one person that they didn't want to go home because that their one of their family members was treating them, and miss and the other one was oh, mistreating please them. say grape we're on YouTube. I know it sucks. We can't okay. Be folks, but one of the other was was getting uh, sexually touched inappropriately, right. and the other one and the other one who was in charge to. When they tried to approach it, you know, it's like go sit down. Like they're not, they're not acknowledging it. They're saying that you're lying or whatever the case may be. So that person in turn said he basically felt like he was in a situation, like she was in a situation where she didn't have um, no support for what she was going through. From one end, she's getting mentally abused, and the other person is physically abusing them. So they decided to be on the street. So that that was their that was their decision because they got tired, they got tired of it, and they don't have many other family that was that's willing to, you know, uh, be there for them. So they chose to be on the street. Then you got white collar homeless people, which is basically have a job, 
but I don't have a place to stay. And a lot of times it's not their fault. It's just uh, inflation, the cost of living. Sometimes if they have a car, they live in their car or they live from place to place. They live on people's sofas or sometimes they get stuck on the street because they don't have nobody. They don't have any family. They don't have any real real friends that they could depend on. And and so they ended up they end up with working with jobs. I I worked at a print shop and quite often I had kids and stuff and, and some adults that would sit there all day long when we started an internet cafe and they would sit there all day long and I did, had no idea that they were actually sleeping in the parking lot in their car. I had no clue, you know. Um you know, and then some of these guys were in high school, you know, so it's like, it's so many different situations and scenarios. So it's kind of really like, you never really know. So it's one of those things. It's like, it's, it's your choice um, to help. Right. And you just have to hope that it's going in a place that, that you want it to. You can't really, di- you can't really dictate it. If you choose not to help, you just choose not to help. But I feel like sometimes people tend to uh, use their own line of thinking and give them excuses. So, you know, like uh, like MJ, right? MJ, every he's the goat, right? But to me, I feel like he's been. When I saw him in an interview, he said he was with he was with uh, I believe Charles Barkley. If I'm not mistaken, might have been different, but I believe it was Charles Barkley. Uh, and he said uh, Jordan hit the money out of his hand when he went to hand it to a homeless man. Mm-hmm. And he said if he could, yeah, if he could say he could say if he can say uh, ask you for change, he could say would you like fries with that? And I, it's funny, I laughed, but at the end of the day, the same people that's talking about the homeless people are the same people that's withholding the jobs. So yeah, he could say would you like fries with that, but if he goes to an interview is he going to get that job like because it's like you never know a person it's never know a person situation you could be perfectly capable of a job but if they if if a, if a person don't give you the opportunity to have that job then it doesn't matter right but at the end of the day you still got to survive you still got to live you still got to do something you know and so i i try not to judge people who are homeless because i feel like we all are just a job away from that, you know, or sometimes some people, they live with their parents, other people live with their grandparents, other people stay with friends, and if they didn't have those grandparents, those parents, or those friends, they would be homeless, because they can't afford their own place, they don't have first, last security bonds, to, and then on top of that, they got to get approved, and everything else, like, it's more, it's not as, it's not as cut, cut straightforward as people think it is and then it's even hard for people who it's even hard for people who's working like i said most people are a job away from being homeless so i think it's a bigger a much bigger picture when it comes to to homeless people it's like you said he said so he had clean shoes on well somebody could could have just started could have been they could be they could have lost everything and they're just now homeless so now they're on the street and they're like Hey, I gotta figure out what to do. I can't find no work, and now I gotta degrade myself and ask for change, and that's and that's difficult, you know. That's that's difficult because they act like they don't they don't notice, but they notice that when you, they don't get treated like human beings, 
So it's like a it's like a really big a really big deal. They just kind of take it on the chin and then they go they go cry about it later because at the end of the day, it's the fact that it's like okay, if somebody doesn't help me, I'm going to die. That's their reality. You know, it might be a a choice for you know us or anybody who has money. It's like okay. You know, I'll choose where my money goes and all this stuff, but to them, it's life or death. You know, is that so? It's like a whole different, a whole different look at that point. It's like when I see people when they complain about the homeless, I'm like, okay, would you like a, would you like to come outside and see a whole bunch of dead people standing sitting on your line because somebody didn't want to give them a sandwich because somebody wouldn't so because somebody didn't want to give them water because they thought that. Um, they could could get a job somewhere, you know. Like people don't people don't look at that, you know. Think about the Great Depression when nobody had nothing and they were just dying of starvation on the streets. But that's my take on yeah. on homeless. But I think there is a lot. I think there's. I think it's a bigger problem that everybody kind of have to work together to fix. Okay. Now I think. That everything you said was correct. There's, I wanna there's add, nothing I wanna wrong add, in that. I want to add something. Oh no, go. No, but I, I, I just want to say after you guys are done, I want, I want to add something. All right, go ahead, Adam. Wait, wait. Did, you said you wanted to add something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot though. So if you have something to say, you can say it. You say I can say it. Yeah. Oh. I, mm. I think that everything you said was true. Now, the reason why I said what I said, well, right now I'm upset about a couple of situations. <laughs> but you're right. Everything that you said was right um, about that. Now, I've been homeless not for a long while, but for like two, three months. Now, I lived out of my car. Um, and, you know, I had a whole system that I had worked out. I was trying to save money up to actually get a place, and that's hard to save money up while you're already homeless, and you kind of, you know, got to eat food that's a little bit more expensive because, you know, the food that you would get that would last longer, or, you know, feed you a lot, that needs to really be refrigerated outside of noodles and everything. But, I mean, what I did when I was homeless, I I stayed in my car, but I went to the 24-hour fitness center because at the time... 24-hour fitness, people going in and out, and some type of security, rather than going to Walmart, because I know Walmart people tend to fuck with you or call the police. Um, you know, I would go Walmart food in the gas station. They didn't care. So, like, I've, I've been there. My situation, not situation, excuse me, what I believe, though, or my issue is this. So, right now, you know, in terms of what you were saying, you know, when, you know, you don't want to offer people food or or water. I'll offer people food, and there'd be some people that do. Um, but you also have some people, people who are homeless that refuse it. They're like, "No, I just want the money." You know, like I don't need no food. I don't need your. Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's like them because I had someone tell me this before. Like, you know, I need what I ask you for, or what I'm asking for. It's like, okay, you know, like I understand you might have something you might need to do or whatever, but. This is all I have, you know, and I feel like it's usually safer, not safer, but better to give them food or water to help them survive than it is to give them money because you're right. I don't know who or what they might be doing with the money, but 
where I live around out here in Vegas, um, and then where I work down in the main street, you get people money, you know, they end up going to go buy drugs with it. Like I have literally seen that the same homeless person who was asking for money on the side of on the uh, on the side of a corner in downtown go over there to where the main street is because they have a little homeless community like that they built up at the time before they um before they went and tore it down um and bought drugs over there because as I'm washing cars I can see the whole homeless community. It's just like kind of straight. It's just straight. There's no 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 lines of it hidden. Like you can see everything. So I've seen the same person going to go buy drugs because they went over there in the corner um, and made a fire to cook. So I'm like, oh, okay. But that's one person. That's not everybody. But the whole situation with the homeless is out here, at least, we have people living in the sewers. You know, that's where they live at. Then you have people that live off, like, near the, um, not the gutters, but the, um, what do you call it? Like all the rainwater tends to go to uh, when it starts to rain and it starts to flood, like the, that little area, they tend to like be over there. But every time it's a bunch of them that get there, which is good for them, you know, for numbers and communities, it's always a fire that happens and that burns down properties or that, that just makes the situation worse. I don't own any property, so I can't really be in that whole conversation of like the property value going down or whatever. But I do have kids that go to the school where the homeless people are, like right across the street, where they tend to do all these things. This is what I'm just going to say, you know, and um, cause fires that get near the school or cause, or, you know, it's an issue where I feel like my kids, thank you, Mar. Yeah, bye. That my kids, you know, close the door. Yeah, the actual door. Where they, I feel like they, you know, they might be in danger. And, you know, I don't look at homeless people and be like, oh, you know, you're a danger. It's the activities that they do, the things that they do that create a danger to where my kids are at. Like, you're by a school, you know, lighting fires, doing drugs. Don't you think that maybe you should do that somewhere else, not by the school, which in turn also causes the communities to get shut down? What the police and I don't know who the hell these people are, but construction um, people go over there to it, you know, get the homeless people out, tear down their tents and everything, dig up the earth and then re put it back down, I guess, to unsettle the ground and then tell them they got to go, get them tickets or whatever. It's like, you know, if you're homeless. What's the, what's the, why are you even going to give a homeless person a ticket? What is that you're going to do? I don't understand that. But, Regardless, you know, that little situation right there. I hear you on that. Um, I do agree with you with the kid situation in my building. That's one of my issues. I don't like that the homeless kind of come in and go through the trash because I don't know if you're a pedophile. I don't know who you are. You're just coming in on the property to get cans, but, you know, you're sketchy. Are you looking kind of crazy? That can be like a really, a really, really big issue, um, for for sure. Um, one of the other big things is when you were saying about drugs. I get that you know a lot of them are on drugs, right? 
but also I think about this story of this professor. Uh, he had a he he had a degree. Um, I'm, I don't remember exactly which what which one it was, but I could find the link and send it to G. But basically, he wasn't on drugs until he got homeless. And once he was homeless, then he started he started to get on the drugs. And when I think about that, and it's also this movie, um, I, I'm not sure it was. It was another, it was a movie that goes about it too. But basically what it is, is it's like when you're in that position of hopelessness, of not knowing what to do and where to go, and someone gives you a drug that makes all of that go away for a moment. And for a moment, they don't, they're not living in their shitty life. That's why you see them dancing on the corner or leaning. They're not here. They're, they're somewhere else. They're not, they're not here. So it's like, oh, for, for a moment, I don't have to be homeless. For a moment, I don't have to be hungry. For a moment, I don't have to feel like crap. I don't have to feel like I, I could be the president. I could be whoever. There was a movie where this guy was on, well, it was the whole premise of the movie. The whole time, um, he actually thought he had his brother's life. He thought he was a doctor and all these different things of that nature, but it was because he was on heavy drugs that made him think that he had this lavish life, but he was actually living under in, in, a, in a sewer, right? But in his mind, like through the whole movie, we not knowing until the end, of, of, of course, till mid part of the movie, we we thinking that he's really living like this, but reality was we were in his, the the writers put us in his mind, in his mindset, which is that when he's on those drugs, he he has a wife, he has a kid, he he has a, a, a lavish career and all these different things of that nature. So it's like it's understandable how somebody could actually if they're they're at more risk being homeless, getting getting hooked to drugs than they are being in a regular regular society and screwing a life up. You know, of course drugs are addictive and drugs are bad. But I'm just I'm not even trying to justify them doing drugs in a sense. But I always like to look at it at it at things as a whole. And yeah, I mean, if I was homeless and I've been homeless for two or three years and I'm up here, who knows, who knows what I'll be stuck on? Who knows what kind of what kind of where I where I would be mentally when and then you and then you're stuck, you're stuck there and you're like, you're like, uh, you know. It's like having a headache, you know. You're gonna take a Tylenol, and that's how and that's how those homeless people use drugs. That's that's their Tylenol. Uh -huh. They don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we could judge them for doing drugs, but then we gotta really look at the whole situation that as as a as a whole. Why do they do the drugs? What got them on the drugs? You know, why do they feel like this is something that they have to do over over food? You know. I can accept that, you know, and I do think about that too sometimes when I see them. But you know, I guess it's when it's when it's been there for a long time, and I, I put myself in that situation not all the time, but sometimes. Now I had a car, so that's already saying a lot that you know other homeless people might not have. But you know, I can and I I can see if I didn't have kids and maybe, maybe. You know, depending on how bad my situation is, I might do some drugs. But for the most part, at least who I am, like if I was to be homeless today, 
I don't think I, I don't think I could. I had too much responsibilities. You know, I would somehow get my, my kids and my wife to like their parents' house and I would try and do what I can out here. And I feel like just doing drugs, although it takes them away from the pain and the issues that they might have, it also takes away from, you know, what they could be doing. I feel like they, there are programs and there are people, like people I know that I went to school with that became homeless and I unfortunately haven't been able to keep in contact with them or know where they're at right now. But I also know that just as, you know, as there's a way for you to have an outlet for your pain and, um, and issues, there's also, you know, programs that help you. And being part of some of those programs, like, you know, when I didn't have a job and I turned 18 and I got a job through the, um, what's that place called? The um, local job. I don't know what the hell to call it. Was it's a job placement center or something like that? Yeah, job placement center. Um, they they helped me get a job. You know, after I had applied to get a job so many times and it just it didn't happen, but I got a job through them. Um, I my friend he got me a job at Pizza Hut. You know, it's and you know I'm yeah my situation was slightly different where I had some connections or helped you know but. As a homeless person, you know, you, I would assume that you also have some connections that help, you know, not, maybe not the same way that I got it, but at least it's a start. So I do, but I also believe that some people actually want to have that life because of my situation in Oceanside. Like it's some people who don't want to have it in are unfortunate to go down that route. And then there are some people that do want to have that life because they, they don't care or they don't want to do anything or they want to live by their own rules. So I believe it's a mixture, but outside of how they become homeless or, you know, the way, the route that they take, it's also, you know, up to that, that individual persons to either keep doing the things that they're doing or to better themselves. Like when I go out for my job right now, when I go out to speak to adults, you know, while all different types of caliber. You know, I meet people in the park and, you know, try and help them. I meet people in that homes that are, I'm trying to help. And these are, you know, actual adults, you know, either senior citizens or adults that have disabilities or uh, issues going on, but also are cognitively there. So they understand, but they choose to do what they do. Like you have some people that live, decide that they're going to be hoarders, there are some people that decide that they're going to live. I just came from um, Tonopah and I met with an individual who I was trying to get help to, like real help, and told him about, you know, these programs that we can expedite, you know, to get you on, get everything going. He was there in the home with um, fucking bed bugs, ants crawling all over himself. Um, you know, I know he felt it, you know, and, talking about how he does have a doctor but he hasn't been to the doctors in six months and it's not because he had to wait that long it's because he didn't want to go he chose to actually do these drugs instead of actually accepting help going to the doctors you know doing whatever it is he can because the person who actually reached out to me about this individual 
was one of the individuals who was trying to give him a job so he can actually better himself. He didn't have to be on the streets asking for money. He didn't have to live in a, his house. But with the lights turned off and no running water, living off of a generator um, and car batteries, he, he could have bettered himself or he could have been in a better situation if he wanted to. But he did not want the help. He didn't. He wanted to be this way. He wanted, he was technically by all accounts, do you want any help? Do you need any help? I can give you the help right now. I can take you. No, I'm fine. I don't want anything from you. Yeah, unfortunately, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes we, we, it hurts. We, right. We, 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 we don't. Right, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like, uh, but I don't mean you. Unfortunately, the way it's set up, the reality is just because we know that you, you can't stop because it's different strokes for different folks. Some people have epiphanies and say, you know what, I need to, I need to get myself together. I need to do this right. Others, it takes a little bit more. Some people, you know, some people got to get shot before they stop gangbanging. That's <laughs> you know? true. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just kind of it just kind of just happens that way unfortunately we like so complex and sometimes i feel like stuff is so simple you know at at the same time um you know stuff could be simple like i even like solution wise i feel like i feel like a good solution for homeless would be you know let's say if the government was to get involved in, in funding and different stuff like that to have basically, if they would bring some some factory jobs back, or maybe have or maybe have contracts with different places like Walmart or whatever, right? And then have a have a a building for a, a housing, right? So to live in this housing, you can't do drugs, okay? You got to get you got to get randomly tested, okay? They give you they get you a job, you know. It's not that oh work program crap that you might get a job or you might not. No, you get a job because they have contracts with different companies to get you a job. You live there for so long, you're able to stack up your money and save up your money to where you could go, where you could leave and get your get you a place outside of there. That would be the next level, maybe a low income or something like that, and they would help you to get into those places. And then the cycle continues. That way, you'll be able to wing out the people who really want help versus the people who just bullshitting, right? But the but the problem with that is is the exploitation within the programs that we that we have today. There uh there was recently a, a case I'm not sure if it was in Skid Row at one of the shelters where basically they they they've been laundering money they've been spending money there's there's like they're spending all this money on all this stuff and they're saying all this money but then at the same time it's showing it's proof that they, they're not giving it to the homeless people and they're not doing anything for them. So it's like, where is that money going? And they they, they went through some files and a, a lot of people are getting in trouble because, because the programs are there, but the people who are running the programs and owning the programs are, are laundering the money. They're, they're, not, they're not using the money for what it's supposed to be used for. And it's kind of like... Um, 
that's the big that's the that's a whole nother issue within itself for the people who actually want help they go to get the help and then they don't get the help now they're all messed up because it's like their family gave up on them or their family wasn't capable of helping them they didn't have they don't have any friends that's capable then they go to a program and they also turn them away so now it's like okay now what do i do they've been turned away so many times they've been through so much trauma that that they be like screw it i'm I, i'll just i'll just deal with being homeless because i'm tired you know it's like it's like it's like when you're in a bad relationship and you like you trying and you trying and you trying you're doing everything you can to make this relationship work and then after a while you just get you just get freaking tired you know and and there's just bad people in this world like even uh i recently my father is trying to get in section eight and i know somebody who worked in section eight and he was saying how they were losing funds. They were losing funds from from different corporations because they're they're because they're not they're not put, giving out vouchers. So the people who's giving them the money to help with this housing is like, hey man, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna put people in the homes, why? What are we giving you money for? That and, and so I also it, know. I'm sorry, man. No, no, go ahead. You're, you go ahead. I'm just, I'm just no. talking about the corruption within the system, which makes it even more difficult for the people who actually do want the help. And that, you're right on that. I believe that for those um, companies that, well, outside of what I was going to say originally, I believe that those companies who do get those funds, I can't say all, but I feel, I personally feel it from the research that, you know, when we read about articles or we see things happening, I feel like the government says that they're going to be, you know, looking into the funding or when they fund, they're going to be, you know, looking into how the money is spent or where it's spent to make sure it's spent appropriately. I feel like they say that and they might do it originally, but then it's like it just drops. Like, we're going to do this on these dates. So once out of the, once out of the year or a couple of times um, every couple of years, we're going to we're going to go. I feel like. It's not all it's not because they don't want to or they it's more so they can't they don't have the manpower to actually do that type of work um to to have someone do it and whether that's because they need more people in that field to actually do the work um you know to make sure that everything's done appropriately or it's just too many businesses because every every day new businesses open and every day new businesses close and every day new businesses are sold off under these different names and then that's a whole bunch of paperwork and then they don't get the paperwork updated until later on i feel like it's just a mix match of all of this stuff and you know while they might have been on it now when it goes through it changes hands or it changes names now all of a sudden it takes longer because they're like well what is this company what they don't have all the paperwork they're waiting for more paperwork to get done or you know maybe the company's running off of funding that it already had and since it's switched hands now they have to wait for the appropriate paperwork to come in and actually give them more funding you know or they get funding from a different or a different it's it's just a bunch of shit excuse me I, you know i i, I told i totally agree with that you know it's kind of like it's 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 with the paperwork it's kind of like this episode of law and order i once watched where it was child services where child services was supposed to be doing a visit. I don't know, maybe every month to these, to these, uh, to, for these kids, but they were swamped with clients. 
more and more clients that they could get done in a day. So eventually they just was just checking stuff off. Oh, everything was fine. Everything was cool. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. And then come to find out they had been neglecting some of the clients and there was a, a, a child that was living in a cage and it's because they didn't because they just they're just trying to get through the paperwork they're just trying to get to the next get to the next and they over they overly you know they got them swamped and then on top of that their superiors encouraged encouraged them to meet meet unrealistic deadlines so now, you, you know you're, you're pushing well anyway that was the whole thing so it, it was just a show but that's that's kind of that kind of really happens where they have them trying to uh, reach a certain a certain um, quota, and because of that quota that the, that they're getting pressure to to send, and then now they're encouraging them not to to um, work appropriate accordingly, you know, because they're just trying to reach a quota versus actually doing their job, kind of like a public defender. I know that um, I do adult protective services, so. It's similar. Well, it's 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 the same before adults, right? But we have two different levels of it. You have it where you have some people that handle stroke neglect, and then you have other people that handle all the other allegations, you know, uh, abuse, um, extortions, all the other allegations. And, and you know, we our office, it's not it's not even a big office. It's probably probably like seventy. No, actually, in my specific office, it's about twenty five us 25 to 40 people in the office and we're supposed to be able to handle everything from um like townable like towards the middle of nevada all the way towards like the beginning needles and everything like that and or go on and going um to the small communities big communities. you don't even have enough cars for every individual there the only time that you're guaranteed a car to go see people is if you're going like more than 50 miles outside of the uh, the city. Other than that, you're kind of expected to use your own car. You know, they pay mileage for it, of course, but the sucky part about it is that there's not enough cars. I have a coworker who started at the same time with me who comes from Arizona. And he said that in Arizona, when he did this, every not every individual person had a car, but there's enough cars for every individual there. So if everyone just left the office, let's say one day, everyone had a car to actually go out and do the things that you need to do. Here, we only have three at the most. And when they're not like getting fixed or when they break down just randomly. Um, but yeah, it's it's not enough people. You know, they try and make sure you're happy so that way you don't leave. I'm happy with my job. I like helping people, you know, and talking to them and trying to help them solve their problems. So when they ask me, you still like the job? I'm like, yeah, I still like the job. It's way better than it, right? So I like it. But um, you know, it's it is hard. And it's hard to keep up. My my coworker, he has he just again started at the same time as, as I did, right? We might have a different method of working, but he has over sixty-five active cases that he has to go see people. That he some of them he hasn't even about forty of them he hasn't even seen the individual yet. You know, me, on the other hand, I I got probably five that I'm waiting to close because I've already done everything I have to do. You know, I use my own car. He, unfortunately, wants to use the company car. So 
you have different methods. He's a good worker. It's just different methods of how things get done. And I know when, when I used to work for the county of LA, you know what you're saying right now, it's it's true. They didn't specifically state these things like they wanted you to do the best you could at work, but realistically, you know, they're like, hey, if you put an application, you probably won't, we probably won't be able to get to you. We try to get you within like 20 days, 10 to 20 days. Sometimes though, we couldn't get to the individual until like 40, 50 days later. And this is them asking for medical or food stamps or something that they need. It's different, not enough workers for the amount of people that keep asking for help. And I believe right. if they lowered their requirements, like they would have more help. It's a lot of people that do want to work for the state, that do want to work for the county and government, you know, and that can do these jobs. You don't need to go to school to get a degree to do the job, but that's what they want. And it kind of fucks it up. Right. That's my that's my other thing. Like I'm like the, that's why I say like the same people that's saying get a job are the same people that's withholding the jobs. And then you and then you get into the whole fact of inflation and you get into the the uh you know, everything is up within the last what last three years, some stuff is up fifty, sixty percent uh higher than what sting goods were were the three years ago. You know. Just in a just in a couple a, a couple a couple years, you got great value items from like Walmart stuff that used to be two dollars is, is four dollars five dollars, you know. And this is just and this is great value. So that's that get that gives you a perspective of of how much the good stuff might cost. Because you know the good stuff is always more if you want to, if you want real juice, <laughs> you know, and not juice drink, you know. Like you know, just just like the cost of living in general, it's it's like total recall. It's like in a minute we're gonna be paying for air, you know. So it's like, is it really, is it really fully, completely a homeless wait, 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 wait. issue? I wanna I wanna just interrupt you right now and tell you that okay. you know on the strip of Las Vegas they sell air that's supposed to revitalize you and do other things to you. So I'm just I'm just saying, you know, depending on the state, we're already there. Right, and and that's been going on since Malcolm and Malcolm and Eddie when they had the oxygen bar, right? So that's like that's nothing new that's been going on, you know. Man, the that, oxygen that was, bar that was new to me when I first seen that, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at right. the person who's trying to get me. I'm like, you're trying to sell me air, and and the person of the it was a it was a female. She's like, yeah, but this air is supposed to like make give you energy and do all like where'd you get it from? It's like, right. well, they well, make well, it. I, Right. Well, because at the end of the day, they know the air is, is screwed up. You know, um, disclaimer here, and uh, I don't really like to say where I'm at. And as soon as you get to a certain part on the freeway, you literally can see the pollution on um, in the air. You can just see it. You can just see the bad, like when it's real, like on a really hot day, you can see because technically they say it's like California's asshole, right? So it's like all of the fumes <laughs> from LA and everything, it, it kind of comes down and it just kind of hovers, you know? It, it's just kind of hovers at the top, up there. So it's like, you you don't notice it when you're here, but you see, you visually can see that coming in. You're like, oh my God, like, you it looks like they post up. Right? Yeah. Wait, man, you're, so, you guys are better than that. You guys are an orange from what I heard. Is, the what? 
You guys are the armpit. The armpit of California. <laughs> okay, that's a new one. That's a new one. But I, I'm I'm originally not from here, so I'm still learning. But the whole thing about it is, like I say, it's like the air quality is so bad and it's so polluted. Like, that's how they're able to, like, hey, well, this is pure because, you know, however they're able to siphon the air. But, yeah, that probably I can see that being a thing because it's it's illegal. It's illegal to collect fresh water. Do you know that, like, it's illegal if you if, if it's raining and you decide, you know what, I just want to, you know, fill up some bottles, boil some water, clean it, cipher it, make my own bottled water coming from the earth, the natural way. If they find out, they you you can get fined. Possible jail That's time. stupid. Very stupid. But I heard right? of it. I heard of it before, but I don't right. think it's in the state of California. It was a different state I heard from right. the U.S. I'm I'm not sure because I so I, that's why I don't, don't fact check me. I'm not sure all the facts right now, but I've know I've I've heard it several times about like you know weird things that's you know that's illegal like that. And to me, it's like dang you. So you telling me you own you are you own the rain? How do you own the rain? <laughs> like who? How, what gives you a right to own rain? You know what I'm saying? Like are you? It's like I don't care what government you are. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you see, you see, like, it's a bigger issue than homelessness, right? You do have your homeless issue, but the bigger issue really is not homeless. It's the cost of living. You got people, you got people living check to check. You got people with two income households but and still struggling. I literally just seen the video. I should actually forward this to G because he could be able to put it up. But I literally just seen a video. Lady said she's making $30 an hour and still living check to check. $30 an hour and still living check to check. No, I can actually believe that, man, because I, I, I did some numbers. Um, with my job, and I, I seen how much you would get with thirty dollars an hour, doing a, let's just say an eighty-hour work week, minus like not even all the taxes, you know, Nevada. Let's just say they took out like, you know, something for your pension, you know, you so shit. That would end up being they'd probably be bringing home around twenty-two, anywhere between, I want to say twenty-two to twenty-four hundred dollars. Every pay period, and let's just go on on the limb. If they're in, if you're in California, their rent's probably anywhere single nineteen to twenty five hundred dollars. That's just the paycheck right there. Electricity, water, trash, sewage, gas, car note, insurance. You, yeah, there's not enough money, and it keeps going up on top of that. Right, keeps right. going up. It sucks. And then, and then they can sit up here. They can go. They can go up on minimum wage all day. They can. They can say, "Hey, today minimum wage is a hundred dollars an hour." It won't mean nothing because everything is gonna. Everything else is gonna go up two hundred dollars. I don't want them to bring the uh, raise the minimum wage up. I mean, you know what? It sounds good. You're right on that. It sounds good. You know, when you hear about it, especially when you're when you get that raise. But you don't get that to like some years later, number one, but everything else goes up like immediately. As soon as as soon as it's done, 
everything else goes up. You get this paycheck, you know, they increase a little bit later on, they start giving you pieces of it. By the time you get the full amount, you now, now, you know, it, now, now you're ready to get another pay increase because things are still hard. This little thing that was supposed to help, the only time any type of pay increase really helps you that's, you know, outside of like, you know, working at a company for years is the fact that if you're living with other people, if everyone in the household is paying, then, then it matters. Then you're like, oh, right. yeah. But when you start paying for yourself, no, you know, and, and that's another thing I learned, um, you know, more recently is that the nuclear family kind of, kind of fucked everything up. I, I believe it's a nuclear family. When they came, when they came back and they started giving veterans their, the GIA loan, which is good, you know, but that took it out of like where families will, will be within the community. Like, you know, my daughter, my son would be in the same area I was in or same city, you know, if they needed help, you know, if there was issues, family just helps out. It's a bunch of shit that research that goes in that family really helped out in those issues with depression, with suicide. A lot of that was prevented. Right. Now we have it where, you know, like how I am, I'm out here in Las Vegas, my family's in Lancaster, you know, we're just separated. So a lot of help. A lot, you know, like I got four kids. If my mom was out here, my mom would be taking helping me take care of these kids or watching them because she explains it all the time. And when she came out here, she got the kids for a good like two, three weeks because you right. know she was like, yeah. So it's like things that would help us out that would make things cheaper on us or allow us to go do more things. It's not accessible the same way it would be that it was in like the 1930s, 40s, 50s, even 60s. Um, right. I, 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 I totally, I totally agree. And part of that, if you really go far back, if you, if you go like this, this is the Black Man's podcast, you could go back to the crack epidemic, right? So the crack destroyed everything. So you put all the people. You know, you put all these people in jail, you left us with the crackheads. Now the crackheads have all these babies. They have offspring. Now you have these families that's, that's depending on the government to survive with food stamps, cash aid, and different things of that nature. So what happens? Kid gets grown. Now the kid can't depend on no family members. Why? Because all those, those, all those family members are going through the same struggle. That you can't even have anything with your family members because they're just not in a position. No, they're getting food stamps. They're yeah. getting cash aid. So they can't really they can't really help you help you and you you realize at an early age that you gotta help yourself. Hey hold on one second. Hold on, one second. Hey, hold on second because um Keith got to go so I, I know he he has something to say I'm I'm gonna give him a chance to say what he has to say. Oh yeah no like I said you guys switched topics like so many times. But I will say this, about, I'll just make it quick. I'll try to make it quick. But yeah, about the homeless, the original topic that was asked, it's like, I I, I mean, I, I guess I really don't agree with any of that because I've worked at Child Haven and I've worked security for 13 years out in Vegas. And, the, and, and there's three types of people like that. There's obviously youth, homeless and then yes there's homeless people the people who live in cars and and who still live in society but don't technically have a place to live and then the last one which i think everybody is talking about are fucking bums 
Bums are the problem. It's not homeless. It's not youth homeless. It's bums. And 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 that's our biggest problem. All the people that want to sleep on the street, have shit everywhere, uh, piss on the side of the road. Like, for, for instance, I was just, we were just going to the store. Like, So the homeless population in this area is ridiculous. And the bum population is even worse. So it's like, yes, I feel like bums should be castrated and crucified automatically. If if I got rich, I would build a Thunderdome and, and let these niggas fight to the death <laughs> and, and and literally pay them money for I would get ten homeless people on a on a nightly basis and be like, here's a hundred thousand dollars and who whoever's the last homeless person standing, or sorry, bum standing, gets the money. And then that would clear so all that topic about, oh, you don't want dead people on your lawns. I'd rather have dead people than seeing alive people make a mess. And as to say these people can have jobs, have you smelt a bump? Because I think the bump. Yes. And me, and me, I feel a little disrespected every time I have to pay $5 or $2 or, or and my kids are 10 and 12, have to pay a dollar every day. But it's like they got to literally watch a bum just walk on the bus and not a motherfucker say nothing to them. Fuck them. They, they can eat shit and die for all I give a fuck. Now, now, about three or four years ago, it was a guy out here who was killing bums. And yes, they found him and they put him in the jail. They tripped him and played him. But me, if it was me, I had to shook that motherfucker's head because he was doing me a service at the end of the day. Personally. Oh, I heard about that. Now, I did hear about that. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. Like the bum population and the people that set up camps. Like I, I'm sorry. I don't like. Yes, I don't agree with everything about all oh, the rent and all this stuff. Yes, rent is expensive. But if you live above your means, like me, I don't have a car because I don't need a car. Like I live in a, a certain area that has shops, and my kid's school is a. a one school is a block down the street. The other school is two blocks down the street. Um, her job is a mile and six, uh, 1.6 miles away. My job is 1.8 miles away. So if you live above your means, which I do, you don't need a car. I pay rent. We have extra money. We go out. We live our lives. So all that inflation, yes. If you choose to have 13 kids, and you saying shit is too hard, bitches, because you got 13 kids. Like, 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 take some responsibility for yourself, because I know too many people that tend to live above their means. It's like, I know I'm not home like that. To have this be like, yes, would I like to have a big house? And yes, am I saving money to get a big house? But less, I know what comes with a bigger house comes more responsibility, comes more struggle. I know that in common sense. But too many people say, okay, well, I want to get an apartment. I want to get a car. It's like, okay, well, maybe you should have did the apartment, paid your rent, see how it is. Not, I want to get an apartment. I want to get internet. I want to get um, 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 flat screens in the house. I want to go to rent center and furnish my whole house. I want to, like, nigga, wait, what? Hold the fuck up. Like, like choose one thing and then see how it goes. So basically, I, I listen to the news all day long and hear these teachers bitch and complain. Yes, I'm not saying that teachers shouldn't get paid more than most workers because it starts with teachers. I do agree with that. 
but uh, this teacher pay problem is ridiculous. But back to the topic at hand about homeless and bums and all this stuff. Yes, the and the only ones I feel bad for are teen youth, or, or, or I'm sorry, homeless youth, because I worked in child haven for three years, and I've heard these stories. I watched the lady throw her son out of her car because she couldn't take it no more and drove the fuck off. And this kid sat out sat outside with me because I worked I worked graveyard over there, crying his eyes out until a worker got there because it, it wasn't a worker there at the time because I worked from 12 to 8. He sat there crying and said, yes, I'm going through some stuff and 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 my mom just doesn't care to understand. And like he sat there and spilled his guts to me. Me, I mean, I ain't no cry, bro, but I got a son. I balled with that one at, at the end of the day because shit was terrible. Shit was terrible. It's like, what is this kid doing? Like, you chose to have this kid. You chose to have this kid. And any father, any father, whether it be on this podcast or off this podcast, I take care of mine. No matter what, I'm never going to bitch about my kids. I'm never going to say life is too hard because I am the man. I am the king. I am the omega of my family. So me, I don't have it in me to bitch about life. I chose this life. So all that rent is too high, car notes are too much, they're not paying us, bullshit. I paid $1,500, but at the same time, I could go work 13 jobs. So all that, oh, homeless people, homeless people smell. Their hygiene alone isn't going to get them a job. So stop saying people don't want to hire. Would you hire somebody if they feel like rancid pits? Are you seriously, you would hire, it doesn't matter if he's dressed up or not. Would you hire somebody that smells like rancid pits? Just please answer me that. Right. Uh, that's, that's hard. That's a, that, you know, I mean, that, no, no, answer, no, the easy no, answer is no. 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 It's a yes or no answer. It's a yes or no answer. That's why. That's what why I said. Well, it, the easy it, answer it, it is no. But, but, but one at a time. One at a time. One at a time. It can be right, but you said person, right? You didn't say bum because there's also like this. There's elderly, right? There's people who are old okay. and working. They have okay, but okay, okay, but that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. I'm saying you wouldn't even hire a person and to work for your company that smells like rancid ass or piss. No way. If this person is in your interview, if if this person, huh? I want I want to answer your question. Okay, so if I was the owner, or you know, depending on what the job is that they came in asking for. I, I, to be honest, I would be honest and I would ask them. I would tell them, hey, it looks like you're good for the job, but I got a question for you. We're allowed to ask those questions. Your hygiene is coming off as a little... Oh, I would have to be careful how I said it because I already know how this shit would kind of go. I was about to but, say, I was, okay, and, and I was about to say, that could be considered a lawsuit. And, and uh, you could be discriminated against that person for a certain way, and just because they don't smell it doesn't make it not true. So, like that's, I said, that's true. Good or the good, good or the job or not. If this part, like I said, if you're okay, let's let's just say by some stupid luck, you own a fast food chain of restaurants. Doesn't matter what position. If this person has to be in a okay, fast no. food restaurant, no. You, okay, if it's exactly, fast food, no. Exactly my point. In, okay, hold on. Let me ask this. 
Name a regular job that a bum can go to, not an obscene job. Name a name me one regular job. We're talking about security, retail, um, it, especially in Vegas, because I live in Vegas. Trash. I can't name that one job. Trash, that trash, a regular man. Overnight janitorial. Overnight janitorial. No. Oh, trash I man. can't say uh, that because you have to man. go to an interview. You still have to go to an interview. It's still like I do security. It's still people here at these jobs. I don't know not one building that, that just doesn't have people in it. Like where you're doing janitorial positions. Like I've worked great I've been working graveyard for 13 years at multiple jobs, everything from Jack in the Box, Giant Access, I can go on and on. It's, it's security. I've I've worked at every hotel and casino in this town on the strip. I can't name you one job that didn't have people. It's still people that you're catering to. You're think, you're catering to customers. I think the you're real right, issue, so, though, Keith. The, you're right I on that, the, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And a trash man, and 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 then to, to basically answer that question, what trash man do you see works graveyard? And from the hours of ten at night to basically six in the morning, what trash man does that? Okay, no, no, but but Keith, I'm I'm gonna answer your question. In general, this this is how it goes. In employee handbooks, you do have it where they do have to meet certain uh, uh, things like a uniform. You know, you can't come in. Oh yeah, your, your hygiene has That's to be a key, right? So you can you That's can go out on a limb and you can try to help an individual out. You know, you can let them know, hey, according to our policy and handbook, this is what you need to do. Now, I understand that you're coming in here because you don't right now have a place to live and whatnot, but hopefully with this money, um, you know, that you're going to be earning, you can, you know, afford a place to live or at least for afford something like a gym membership where you can go take a damn shower or, you know, they do out here, they do have homeless, those little homeless things where you can go take a shower because I've seen them. They they have that. No. So. Okay. And I agree with that. Like I said, and I and I have a friend that works there. And he said the biggest part about them building these homeless places literally near Fremont is that homeless people, just like you guys said at the beginning of this, I do agree. Homeless people do not want order. They they do not want to live in a system like all of us. They want freedom to have their shit everywhere, to hoard and not take baths because yes, alcohol and drugs and all of that stuff. Because, like I said, homeless, uh, uh, what, and what makes the homeless person, or sorry, uh, um, and what makes the bum is not the homelessness. It makes it everything else, drugs, alcohol, addiction. I used to work at a 7-Eleven that got raided because of the owner was selling the homeless people drugs to, and to do oh, the shit, job man. because he didn't want to pay money. He, it's literally two 7-Elevens right over here where I live and by my job. One on University Center in Naples and the one on fucking Colville. The owner owned both of those and they both got raided at the same time because he was still in Wait, drugs. did you say University in Maryland? No. No. University in Naples. And, oh, okay. um, and okay. Colville and Flamingo. This place got shot up because the drug deal went bad. At the end of all, so well, both of these places got raided. And because I used to walk in there and see homeless people with pipes in their hands strung out at the slot machine. This was on a regular occurrence. And there yeah, was a security I, guard in there. But, but, and, but basically, people did not give a fuck. And that's the problem. Yes, people giving homeless people money. And like I said, as 
I'm not giving a homeless person money, but I have given homeless people a sandwich from 7-Eleven and watched them put them in this bag and keep begging for money. It's not about food with them. Bums is not about food. It's about their addiction. Like I said, they need to be fucking castrated and crucified and revived and revived and fucking beat. That's how uh, no. I feel. But you know, I, like I, I said, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's shoot it go. Let's shoot it go. Hold on, hold on. It was a home, like I said, it was a homeless guy walking buck naked up the fucking street, bro. And for for a block, and nobody did shit. So, and no. yes, kids, some kids were out of school. No three-year-old little Mexican girl should see an elderly man seeing this just because he wants to wake up and say, fuck the world like Tupac. Fuck him. Fuck him. Now, now right. you go. Jimmy, before you go, I just gotta say that I agree with Keith on this because I seen that shit in Vegas, and I have when I was at Enterprise, I did see a man on Flamingo and Decatur, a major street. You, I seen, I seen it. A man was just walking down the street, butt ass naked, because he was strung out on drugs, and that's a major business street. And exactly, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not that shit does happen a lot more often. Because I, I would, I, I would have thought that it would be happening more in the homeless areas and not like business areas. Well, I, I agree, I agree with a lot, a lot of the stuff you said. Not so much as the heartless stuff, but I do agree with majority <laughs> of the, of the, of the stuff that he was, that he was saying about the, the different issues. But to me, I feel like when it got, when it comes to employment, that's a, that's a whole deeper dive because. It's actually the the way he said it is more like an old school way, right? Because nowadays trying to get a job is like playing a lot of right. Like you have to have the right numbers to even get in. You can't even get an interview if you don't have the right numbers. So it's 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 a little bit deeper now. So you it's like you could you could I, I've literally, you know, I used to live in Lancaster, Palmdale, you know, area, and I literally took the time out to apply for every job I possibly could apply for in Lancaster and Palmdale. And that whole year, in that whole year, I think I got one call. I agree with you, man. I, 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 I think I got one Vegas call in a year. Yeah. Vegas is you different. Know, if it you is say they can't find a job in Vegas, that's just you. If you because because I I could call a couple jobs right now and get you a fucking job if I knew you. If I knew the type of person you are, then I just, like, there's there's no way. Like, me, even though I work for one security company right now, I'm still on the payroll for two more. Like, I could do private security for two other companies. Like, I, I tell my this all the time. If you have a high school diploma, go buy a guard card, and you'll never and you'll never not have a job. You'll, you'll never not have a job. Like, like there's right. no way. There's, and there's, right. like, spin, spin. Spend $145 on a piece of plastic, and for six years straight, you'll never not have a job. And like I said, at my job, I literally sit there and watch movies all night. I literally don't, like, and fucking open the door. I get paid literally $1,300 every two weeks to do that. You were paying me to do this? Fuck yeah, I'll stay here. So, get so the your, fuck what, out of here. What's Keep your right Skibbity. Yeah. It's out here in Vegas, it's real easy to get a job. Before I even know, I, 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 I,
in fucking Palmdale and Lancaster. I moved out of there the day after my high school graduation. I agree with that. I would have never right, now, stayed out there. I, I've, 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 heard, I've heard this before. Um, the whole Vegas jobs jobs thing, and but the but then I've known people to move there and move back because they because they were because they were struggling. So it might it, it might be a maybe it's a method to it. But also well, the, the thing the, what what I was I, what, I, what I really wanted to say was what what is your take on the people who because we we've become an academic society, right? Because mm-hmm. we because we took we took away a lot of labor. Okay, and, and we continue to do this. We continue to do this stupid practice. If you go into the WalMarts and stuff, you see there's no registers. It's self checkouts. You know this is stupid. Oh no, I love that. In my, I lo- in no, my I opinion, think, I fucking hate people. I, I'm sorry, people, people are too fucking emotional. So me, right. I, I love self checkout. I love not dealing with a fucking person first and foremost. I don't, I don't like useless fucking conversations. The older I get, the more patience I lose. If I, I come to Walmart, I, that's the like, I come to Walmart, I come to get my shit and get the fuck out. I don't want to hear about Ethel's grandkids. I don't want to hear about Earl's fucking toe fungus. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want my cashier and the bagger to be having a conversation while basically he's just throwing my shit in the bag because I'm ready to fire on somebody. Like, bitch, don't put my bleach with the bread because you and Ernest want to have this secret sex talk that y'all talking. I'm about to kill you and Ernest here in a second if my bread touches bleach, bitch. Like, so... I I understand. I, I just want to target. You, I don't want you, like, you. You ever heard the term "it takes a village to raise a child"? I and right? and 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 I don't agree with that for for and for one reason. I like I wish you could see my kids. My kids have been raised by me and my girl for the last I would say eight what years. I, and I, and I'm sorry, I don't believe it takes a village to raise a child. It takes two parents. Who fucking had these kids and who and basically who are willing to do what it needs to be done to well, basically it's just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor. Oh no, right? oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah, what I'm getting at is like, you know, um technically for years and for centuries, we you know, I mean, before we got modernized, you had you had tribes and different stuff like that. So community yeah. is community is, is the key. Community is one of the key factors of survival. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, you, you have that community because you're not gonna always have it. You're not gonna always. Somebody mm-hmm. else might have a skill you don't have, and you might have a skill that they don't have. You know that community, and that you might have an idea. Somebody else might have a better idea, or somebody might have something in the middle, and you guys can come together and make gold. But it's like mm-hmm. that community aspect of it, right? So you want. I get to not like, you know, being an introvert and everything like that, but having a bigger community can 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 help you can help you grow. It can help you grow within society because now you have, you know, like you say, if I knew you, I could get you a job. Now, now yeah. let's say let's say if you didn't you if you don't know nobody, then you, there's a plenty of people that don't know nobody, and that's a lot of the times why they can't get a mm-hmm. job. You know, so oh, community is right, and so community is good. And then when you say, when you sit, think about the when I look at self checkout, I look at I look at 
Well, well, what's it replacing? It's replacing one of the one of the highest uh highest position in that store. One of the well, highest wait, positions. Can I, can I interrupt real quick, man? Yeah. I just want to add my 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 three cents. And we're talking Go about ahead. Walmart specifically. I no, I just, I'm just, no, I'm just I'm just saying. No. Dude, I'm talking about there. any place you're hot. Any place I'm just that store experience. I was just talking about Walmart period, because we all know that it'll be like twenty lines. But only three lines no. open. So I know Bond Bond and Smith does that should be because I get off of work at eight o'clock and there's only one register open, one door open. It's like, bro, okay. This is ridiculous. It's it's ten people in this one line and there's only one register open. On the on the shopping. fucking second, bitch. You know everybody got fucking food stamps, asshole, and you want to have one line open in the morning. Kiss the blackest part of my ass. That that that's stupid. That's stupid. But like I said, still, me personally, I don't like. I said, I I learned a long time ago that yes, I'm not saying that you should fire people because I used to be a card pusher, and and like I used to take pride in my job. This is back in 2007, and they didn't have the electrical card pushers and this and that, and I used to. Like at Walmart, be did fucking carrying twenty. So I was a, I was beat. But it's like, yeah, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, we can get a cart that does this just efficiently. I shouldn't have to kill myself to make it a little bit easier. So a couple years later, they actually got a cart that you ride around and uh, the damn things, you know, can uh, you can just hook it to this thing and it pushes the cart. So it's like, yeah, as I thought, like, damn, that's crazy that. How they did that, but now it's taking people out of their work. But then I think about we're in Vegas, summertime. Do you know how many times I almost passed out and got lightheaded in the summertime from pushing 20 cars because they telling me to hurry the fuck up? Fuck you, bro. I'm about to kill myself out here. And <laughs> you don't want to give your Gatorade, water. They got to pay for everything. Like, okay, well, you can have this fucking machine do it for that. I'm not going to kill myself. Because we don't have any cards because it's the first right. of the month. And everybody in their great big grandmother in this motherfucking store. Fuck you. Right. You and come out the, here and help me get these cards. Right. And that's the that's problem true. too. So the your problem both both problems that you just said was, you know, the fact that the companies don't want to pay more money. They have one line open because they're not pay, they're not paying anybody else to run the registry. So they keep one part they keep one part open. They don't want to pay anybody else to go get carts, so they got you killing yourself out there trying to get the freaking no, carts. No, but see, but see, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because the simple fact of can you say it's because the company won't pay more money, or or is it that they know that people are going to come here regardless of the fact? Because right. I know if I ran a business, it's like I mean, at the at the end of the day, people can make so many videos about McDonald's. And how it's bad for you, how we show you that the burgers don't expire, all these videos, and this is just one place, all these videos about McDonald's and how you shouldn't eat it, and the line will still be around the corner from the hours of 6 to 10 because people don't want to cook. So miss me with that bullshit. You, you, they used to put cigarettes in the Is it that people? The, is it that I'm saying they know that people... Uh, um, uh, businesses know that people are predictable, and people are people are going to do it regardless of the rest. just because it's one worker, you're still going to stand in this line because you're here. 
I don't give a flying fuck if I put two, three, four. Why would I pay six other people to basically be in these registers and you're going to come here regardless of the fact because we know you, we know that you have no will to be like, fuck you, I'm not staying here. I already grabbed my shit. That's on the that's on us, bitches. That's why I said I love right. that. Check well, that's because because it's kind of like it's kind of like us guys, right? If we playing football and we fucking fall down, what's the coach gonna tell you? Walk it off, take it on the chin. You know, like uh, that's probably just, not that, now. Well, yeah, not, <laughs> right, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, back in the day, right? So that's kind of how. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but that's sure back in the day. No. No, right. not now. No. Everybody in that mama goes, I'm on that field to pick you up and carry you and baby you and here's a titty, here's a fucking right, bottle right, right. and nah, hell no. Nah. But what I what I'm saying, well my whole thing is like <laughs> it's like that because we gonna we're gonna deal with it because whatever your situation is, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like for instance, like I don't want my daughter eating McDonald's. I don't like to eat McDonald's, but guess what? When I'm broke, broke. I take my and I'm broke, broke, and ain't nothing in the house. I take my I take my fat ass to McDonald's with, at that point. <laughs> at that at that point, because I'm like shit. Like I'm like, it's nothing else. It's, I have I have no choice. I want to eat better, but guess hey, what? Oodle, go real far, McDonald's, do it, brother. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's one of those situations. Not only if you really get deep. We've been we've been we've been mentally programmed to eat McDonald's because oh, what did no, McDonald's do? They they McDonald's did the same thing Coca-Cola did. They targeted they targeted their future customers. Coca-Cola yep. and, Nick, and and Coca-Cola and McDonald's uh they, they strategically did this. They're like, okay, this is a 2010-year plan. If we target these kids by the time they adults, they're gonna be there. They, this is all they're gonna want. You know, it's just like a kid. It's like when you give your kids. If you get a kid, I, I teach you now. I know somebody right now. If you fit, you never fed a kid McDonald's. You just gave them fruits, veggies, and natural foods, and and different stuff like mm-hmm. that. Certain foods is too salty for them. Certain foods is too sweet. Drinks are too sweet. There, uh, these sodas and stuff. They don't even like it. Because there's because they're not they're 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 not used to it, right? They're not used to they're not used to that thing. It doesn't taste like food to them. If you bring some Africans over here and you try to give them our food, they don't want it because it doesn't look like food to them because it's not what they what they grew up on. So unfortunately, we in a society where we grew up on this cheap shit. On top of that, we already we were put in a position where we had to buy the cheap shit because it was some cheap shit and we didn't have no money. So now. You got cheap shit with people with no money. That's so that's that gotta eat regardless. We, it's not like we could go out and hunt a gazelle. So we gotta eat. So boom, now we now we eating this crap. And now we've been eating this crap for 10, 15, 20 years. And then you tell us it's, it's messed up and you you and you now you just want us to cold turkey get off this drug and it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? You, it just it just doesn't work like that. You've been it might it, it might take you 15 years or more to get to wing yourself off of it <laughs> because you've been you've been eating it for 15, 20 years. You get what I'm saying? 